Juju Smith-Schuster is reportedly out for the rest of the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That puts them in a bind at the wide receiver position as he's been a longtime member of this core. In fact, the most experienced member of this core being drafted in 2017. But does it really put them in a bind? Because they have some other playmakers on the roster that were making all plenty of noise on Sunday. We're going to discuss what the impact of losing Juju Smith-Schuster is right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Joining me will be Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. It, it's going to be a very fun show, so be sure to tune in. We're also going to talk about and give him a chance to do his victory lap because you know that he loves him some James Pierre as the conductor of the James Pierre hype train. But we're also going to talk about Cam Hayward. Underrated still? because he's playing phenomenally. We'll break some key stats and some key breakdowns on what he's been doing so well early this season on this show. Brought to you by Rock Auto today. Amazing selection, reliable little prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them the Locked On sent you. Uh, thanks again for listening. I'm Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like our video on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and that will really help us out. If you leave us a five-star rating with a, pos- with, a, with, a, with, a, with a positive comment with your five-star rating, you get a special shout-out at the end of the show. We also thank you for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're free on all of our platforms. We appreciate you always making our, our your first listen of the day. And today's first listen for you, you get a special treat. Because it's not just any Tuesday. It's time for a Tony Tuesday. Tony Serena, back on the saddle. What's going on, man? And it's not a Tony Blues Day. How about that? The Steelers <laughs> get a win. We can talk about a win. Happy to join you today, of course. Now, before we get to being happy and talking about wins, we have to talk about the mm. unfortunate news that is Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster. Uh, it looked bad. And I said this on the, on the Sunday slash Monday show. Uh, you know, anytime you see Juju in pain, you know it's something serious. Because that man takes shot after shot after shot after shot every game, and he always finds a way to get up. When he, when you saw him like, 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 like yelling out, I was like, oh no, that's really bad. That's bad. That's very bad. And sure enough, it's a shoulder injury that uh, that, that will sign out him for the rest of the season. It was first reported, I believe, by Jerry Dulac, then Ian Rappaport, then Adam Schefter, and there's here and there about whether or not they had surgery. Uh, already so you know the eventual report is that they haven't had surgery and they're going to this later this week but tony this is a big blow um you know juju's a face of this team not the face yeah. but he's a face like he I mean he's a national you know presence you know he gets on super bowl commercials he gets major endorsement deals he, he's been a person that you know when when teams play the steelers they key on juju smith schuster heck that's why kareem jackson lit him up so hard was that as soon as juju got the ball he was flying up field at 100 miles per hour because he knew he had to stop that stop him because juju get when he gets going he's kind of a freight train so um that was a you know that i think this is a big loss for the steelers in regards of he's ben's third down guy over the middle he's been a clutch guy for the steelers he's kind of like that heinz ward i'm not fast but i will get the the clutch yards in a first down situation yeah um you know what's your what's your thoughts when just seeing how this is gonna hit the steelers this year yeah it's really tough because like you said you know this is he's been a fan favorite for so many years and i know he went through this kind of rocky patch you know more recently with the whole tiktok dancing and all that but like look for the majority of his career i think he's been a real fan favorite came in and had a little real fun uh to the team going back all the way to his rookie season and and you know while the statistically speaking he hasn't had the the gaudy numbers that he had in his second year 
um, more recently. Like he has been certainly the most consistent of the Steeler receivers over the the past stretch, right? When we talk about all the drops the Steelers had a year ago, Juju was the one stabilizing factor there. I believe he led the team in, in receiving touchdowns a year ago. Just that, you know, he was someone that, like, like you said, Ben Roethlisberger could rely on him. Right? It was a third and eight. Where are we going? Just, you know, let, let's go to Juju. Yes, teams came in and they did. They tried to double team. It was one of the more interesting things to watch. You know, when you consider that Juju is not, you know, doesn't have the big physique of a um, of a Chase Claypool or the, the elite route running that someone like a Deontay Johnson has. And right. yet teams were still coming at him and trying to double team him, take him away on those big money downs to make Ben go somewhere else with the football wonder, you know, I do wonder from that perspective, like what is the domino effect going to be now as teams start to, to uh, rotate coverages other ways. Now that, you know, basically Juju's likely going to be out for the entire season. Do you wonder how that's going to, you know, how that's going to go. And I think right now, you know, look, he's, he's a big loss because you lose your slot. You, you lose your, your, your number one slot guy. I mean, Juju was primarily a slot receiver has been his whole career. Yeah. He's good on the outside, but they've used him as a slot guy. Does this mean that just Ray Ray McLeod automatically gets, more reps because I'm not sure that it does. And you said at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show to start like this, you know, this, this may be maybe not a blessing in disguise, but certainly doesn't have to be kind of a catastrophic injury in the position. I'm right there with you. I want to hear your take though. And, and why you think this may not be the end of the world when it comes to the Steelers receiving core. To me, the biggest hit is actually the depth part of it, because now before this, you could ha- lose James Washington for a weekend and still have three playmaker wide receivers on the field. Yeah. Now, if one guy goes down, it's Ray Ray McLeod. Who's one of your top targets. And that's the problem there, you know, or but- Cody white. Or, or Cody White, and we saw his bad drop in the game. But here's here's where I still see there being a lot of potential for this team. When you saw Juju go out, you saw Matt Canada put Chase Claypool in the slot. That's where he got that 59-yard pass over the middle, toasting Vaughn Miller, dusting Kareem Jackson, and going down the sideline. Then you also saw him get the 18-yard touchdown up the middle of the field. He is a serious problem as a big guy over the field who can move. So small, small slot cornerbacks, beware. Big linebackers who can't run with a fast guy, beware. That's a matchup problem. And I think I think what's going to be here, everyone's thinking, like, oh, it's just it's just going to be Chase in the slot or it's just going to be Ray Ray in the slot. Also, shout out to Ray Ray McDonald because he's still a person that people think is a person. It's Ray Ray McLeod. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, – and, and I say that full adjustment. I've said Ray Ray McDonald a thousand times myself. But it's just funny the more, the more it gets said. But point being – this is going to be a group effort to kind of rotate into the slot. I fully expect James Washington to get some slot time, Chase Claypool to get some slot time, and yes, Ray McLeod to get some slot time. But, I mean, Juju took up 77% of the slot snaps for the Pittsburgh Steelers, according to Pro Football Focus. But also, here's the other thing here, and I think this is something that people overlook. He and Deontay Johnson are the only two guys that don't have a drop this year. When you look yep. across the board, you know, Chase Claypool's got three. Pat, even Pat Frymuth does have one drop to his name. Najee has five. Um, but all, all their other, you know, big time, you know, guys. James Washington has a drop. So, you know, that's uh, that's something concerning. And, and uh, now you're going to be in a position where you got to find a way to make up. You know, who's going to be that tough guy over the middle? Who gets those tough yards, those tough targets when Ben Roethlisberger knows they need a big play to get, you know, five or six yards in through the air? You know, is that going to be Eric Ebron, who's had two drops already on what? 10 targets, you know, that's yeah. uh, that that's a little scary. Is it Pat Frymuth, the rookie, another rookie that you put more emphasis on to make a play? Is it James Washington? Is it Kalen Balazs, Cody White, Ray Ray McLeod, you know, you know, Benny Snell? Th- those are serious questions. I don't think it's dooming. I don't think it's crushing, but it puts them in the position where if Deontay or Chase or James go down, now your offense is, uh, is like, man, we're already struggling. What do we do if one of these guys go down? 
It, it yeah, definitely. I think I think yeah, from just from a yeah, like you said, from a depth perspective, it, it hurts. But I, I will say this: you 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 touched on it there. Chase Claypool in the slot. You know, we think of Chase Claypool as 6'4", 220, right? We, you know, he's Mapletron, right? We compare him to Calvin Johnson. Yeah. We want him to be this great, dominant, physical outside receiver. Yeah, that hasn't really been his game just yet. I mean, that no. projecting projection-wise, yes, he should get there. And I think Ben talks about it all the time, how he wants Chase Claypool to be that kind of big, physical, go out there and dominate, go out and moss people. He did it once against Buffalo this year. But, you know, I looked at his contested catch rate this season, uh, charted by Pro Football Focus, just 38% of, of contested catches has been brought down by Chase Claypool. That's actually the worst of anyone on the Steelers. One of the worst numbers in the league, actually, uh, mm-hmm. of, of guys who have brought down contested catches. So I do think that there is kind of a silver lining here, which is that you know you and, and you saw this. The Canada put Claypool much more in the slot. This is the the most he's played in the slot all year. I think it was a domino effect from Juju going down. And like you talked about, he's a real mismatch there. You know, Claypool has his problems on the outside. You know, he has a problem with get, getting off the line of scrimmage at times when guys get too physical with him. You know, down the field, he's not. He, unfortunately, he's not a great. 50-50 ball guy right now when it comes to those shows down, right. down the field throws. Yeah, he's not there yet. Man, in the slot, you know, Von Miller's not covering Chase Claypool. I'm sorry. No. But we no. get to, we, you know, you, you fast forward to that game against Cincinnati coming up. Mike Mike Hilton versus Chase Claypool. I mean, uh, Mike Hilton's a nice player. We all know Mike, Mike Hilton's a nice player. But from a physical perspective, Mike Hilton can't go with just Chase Claypool. That is just no. not going to happen. Um, and so I do think in that way, I think this can unlock some things down, down the football field for the Steelers. Uh, you know, Ben likes to hit Chase down the field. We saw that in the, on the long touchdown, uh, or I guess long for Ben's standards, uh, the uh, the 18 yarder. I do think that that this this kind of is a you know almost like a happy accident, right? You don't want to see Juju go down, but it does force the Steelers' hands a little bit to play some guys, quote unquote, out of position. And I think Chase Claypool right now might be a better slot receiver than he is an outside receiver. It's a it's a very reasonable take. I think that his strengths are, are catching the ball and doing things with the ball after it's in his hands. Yes, uh, and and you saw that with the slant that he took for uh you know for a fifty nine yard pass um over the middle. Uh, and I mean he can still go up and get the ball, just not down the sidelines. That's not right. And, and again, second year player, it takes time to develop those skills. He's got the he's got the he's got the ceiling. We see the ceiling is there. He's just got to get up to it. I think that he will with time. Uh, with Chase Claypool and the things that he brings. But Tony, we got we to gotta throw it to a break here. Before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one place to bet on college football and pro football all season long. With a new updated site and interface, there are even more odds, props, and contests from Bet Online, which continue to be the number one source for everything football. Head to their website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use your promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Again, that's Locked On, L O C K E D O N, all capital letters, all one word. As you go through the site, you'll see new new games, new props, new contests, new challenges every week that finds you a way to make more money because bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football to basketball to boxing, right down to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at bet online where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. Tony, we, we, we are going to give you some room here to, to, to celebrate. He's stretching. You see he's excited mm-hmm. if you're watching on YouTube because we're talking about your boy. He's, he's even grunting and making noises. We're talking about <laughs> your boy. 
James Pierre. Now, for those who don't know, if you're new to the show, Tony said way back in March, after we watched the Super Bowl, got a chance to talk about things, he said James Pierre's the guy. Literally, right after they him, cut Steven Nelson. Right after right they after, cut Steven Nelson. It was right after they cut Steven Nelson, and he said it's James Pierre's season, even mm-hmm. though it was spring. Um <laughs> And every season is James Pierre season, as we found out on Sunday, as you're as you're seeing his enthusiasm, if you haven't seen it before, if you're a longtime listener, you're like, here he goes. But I mean, you've called him the Peyton Manning of quarter of cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. You've called him a future first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You've given him all these crazy names that I have mm-hmm. tried to warn you about. But, but I mean, it's no surprise you were this excited about Devlin Hodges, too. Um, still am. Still, still am. Not worse. Still am. <laughs> Anyways, I give you the floor because I I think that James Pierre had a solid game. And I know everyone's getting on him for giving up that big touchdown play, and it's the second such big touchdown he's given up in single coverage. You don't want to see those plays. But his chase down on Devontae Williams to to make that stop at the one-yard line was a huge play. Uh, it, It stopped the Broncos from getting a touchdown. They eventually got held to a field goal. And then, of course, to stick with a play as long as he did on that final play for the Steelers, where he got he got the interception on Teddy Bridgewater, also reigniting anyone's faith in the song Renegade, uh, because people have been saying, oh, Renegade doesn't work anymore. Renegade. Um, but now it's back because of James Pierre. Tony Serino, take the floor. It's your victory. Well, you know, Chris, as I said a couple weeks back, you know, we had to go in, we had to we had to do some maintenance on the James Pierre hype train, wanted to, you know, wanted to get you things back on track. And here we are, the James Pierre hype train, full steam ahead fans, jump on board now because there may not be much time left. Okay, he showed us on Sunday, Chris calls it a solid game. This was a future Hall of Fame performance. Okay, Because what we've seen out of Steelers corners in the past, we've seen Steelers fans know a bad cornerback when we we see one. We we have lived through some pretty bad cornerback playing. The worst trait that, that bad cornerbacks have is that they let bad plays get in their head and everything kind of spirals. From that point, one bad play turns into two, turns into three, turns into a terrible game. Guys are just getting picked on all day. Every Steeler fan has seen that guy. We've all seen that guy. That is not James Pierre. That's what I loved about this performance. Look, you never, obviously, obviously, I did not enjoy watching James Pierre give up another long touchdown down the sideline. I will question one thing. The Steelers are paying Joe Hayden this year like $18 million. Are we, are we, are we sure that the best place for Joe Hayden on these plays, like Jamar Chase, was the only good receiver on the on the Bengals that day. Auden Tate was another outside receiver. James Pierce covering J- Jamar Chase. Joe Hayden's covering uh, Auden Tate. In this game, you got Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. I mean, I'm sure Tim Patrick's a, a fine receiver, but Cortland Sutton's your real the real worry there. And you got Hayden covering him. Okay, that's fine. Listen, I maybe the coaching staff feels like I do. Future Hall of Famer. And, and in that way, me and Keith Butler are finally on the same page here, Chris. Okay? Me and Keith Butler You have finally, hated Keith Butler for like And you know what? Years. And I'm coming around. I'm coming around because you know what? It's the only explanation that I can take for why would you put James Pierre one-on-one against their top corners in these big situations is because James Pierre listen, or excuse me, Keith Butler listens to this show. He understands, he sees what I see in James. And he's and he was rewarded for that because late in the game, as you said, you know, James Pierre made some huge plays down the stretch. I mean, that, that tackle but by, by Javante on Javante Williams saved the touchdown, led to a yes. field goal. Big uh, big play. Yeah. The, the, he nearly had an interception down the sideline. I believe the throw that throw was to Patrick. Um, and then the interception late, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I think James Pierre, this was a this was a very, very good performance from James Pierre. And it is the kind of thing that you know, we talk about the offensive line and you want to build on this, right? Yeah, there's some building blocks here to work on. I thought this was James Pierre's best game of the season. And, I, and it comes in a game in which he get yes, he gave up a long touchdown, a part of a, you know, 
a, a, a near collapse by the defense. You said, um, wait, 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 wait. Before you continue, keep you hold this line. I would love to for the audience to rewind this video, watch all of his monologue, and the uh -huh. only time he even froze for a second was when he had to explain the long touchdown pass that he gave up. In this game. The long touchdown was not great. It's not a great play, but again, it's the kind of thing that great players are built on. Right, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know what losing is like. Serino, win, the master you know? of spin. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, you know, you don't understand the highs until you can appreciate the lows. Oh my! All right, God. and that is where we are with the James Pierre hype train. We have felt the lows this year, but here we are on the highs. James Pierre, I mean, listen, uh, did he single-handedly win this football game for the Steelers? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were at least going to be a little humble tonight. Did he single-handedly win? Yes. Yes, yes I of absolutely. I mean, without a doubt, no question in my mind, he absolutely won this game for the Steelers. So, anyway, there's that. <sighs> By the way, the 42 jersey in the mail, uh, you'll see it. You'll see it coming up here. Not sure how long uh, NFL.com will take it to ship. But uh, you'll see it here on the show, here on Locked on Steelers. Oh, my gosh. I. What am I going to do with you? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, James Pierre seems like he's going to be around a little longer than Duck Hodges was. So this meme, <laughs> where the Duck Hodges meme kind of had a natural ending after a year. Yeah, right. Feels like this one's going to be, this one's going to go on for a little longer, Chris. I, I apologize. When does your jersey get here or get there? I don't, I don't know. It hasn't actually shipped yet. I just ordered it yesterday. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So. I was gonna say if if you're on if if you have it like next week that's a problem. Why? Like that that's way too fast. Like no, I I, I express shipping. I need it here. I would like it here by AFC North Talk, which which tapes tomorrow or today. <laughs> as you're listening to this. Uh, but that's not gonna happen. <laughs> James Pierre noted. Check notes. Broncos killer. Uh, he is. Uh, that, the first of many. The first, that's the one for, you know, how they, you know, they keep track of uh, franchises that Tom Brady has beaten. Let's mark this one down. Franchises <laughs> that, that James Pierre has single-handedly beaten. It's one out of 32 so far. Hopefully the Steelers keep him with the team for his <sighs> entire career. So they, have to be, they never have to be on the other end of this one. But that's one out of 32 so far. Gosh. And actually, you know, his pass breakup against the Bills is pretty big. I don't want to say he single-handedly won that game. I'll give him half a win on that one. Half a win? Half a win. So that's one and a half so far. Keep that track. Keep that you track. See what I put up with. This is why we love this man. This is why we love this man here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, which is brought to you by Rock Auto. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto right now and find the same car part, say Honda Odyssey fuel pump, for $216. When at the chain store, it was $353. You saved yourself over $100 for just one part. Rock Auto is a family-owned business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and use to, use this, uh, to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right now. Locked on on their How Did You Hear Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable little prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. Tony. Now, I know you want to say that James Pierre single-handedly won this mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that there were there might have been some other contributors. Might have been. 
there might have been. been. There might have been some other contributors. Yeah. I would I would like to propose to you if you truly believe that, mm-hmm. I would like you to fly down to fly up. You're guys right, you're in Florida. Fly yeah. up to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. on a Wednesday leading into a Thursday. Because on Thursday morning are the mornings where Cam Hayward speaks at the Steelers facility. I will work Ooh. to get you credentialed. Ooh. And I want you to walk up to Cam Hayward before the practice when he speaks and say, Cam Hayward, James Pierre is dragging you to victory. <laughs> I want you to say this because you're saying that he, he won this game by himself. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's amazing that James Pierre doesn't have a back injury today, you know, considering how much he had to carry that defense on Sunday. No, but listen, you know, talking about Cam Hayward here, Cam Hayward has been phenomenal this year. And, you know, at, at the age he's doing it, right? I mean, this this guy's 32 years years old. It's it's what's amazing to consider about because we're going to get into his stats and everything. But let's just let's just contextualize it this way. This guy signed a big contract. What was it? Was it last offseason or the offseason before? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of thought going in of like, oh, I don't know. I mean, come on. You know, this guy at his age, how much longer is he really going to play at a high level? Chris, he's having a – I mean, he – I don't want to say this is his best year – but this is – he's having a phenomenal season once again at 32 years of age. Um, and it you. does bring up the question of like, you know, how much longer – I mean, we can we, we can see this long, for another – How much longer yeah. can he do this? Yeah. I mean, he's playing He's playing at a high level. He's always played at a high level, I'd say, back to 2015, 2016. Yeah. And it's just yes. continued to increase. But it's like now it's like everyone – he's done it so often now that you can't deny it anymore. Before it was like if you were a Steelers fan, you're like, Cam Hayward's one of the best defensive linemen in football. And people would be like, yeah, be like, eh, baloney. You're just saying that because you're a Steelers fan. Now that he's done it for like six years in a row, people are like, okay, I guess we got to yeah. give you him. But – to your point, first of all, I want to point out, not only is he 32 years old, but he is literally one day younger than me. I was born on March 25th, 1989. Wow. He was born on March 26th, 1989. My parents always tell me that we played Little League Baseball together at Frick Park uh, or, or like against uh, against each other's teams. It's obvious who was the better athlete in those situations. <laughs> well, you were, of course, yeah. <laughs> totally. That's exactly, I, I mean, don't put those words in my mouth. Cam will find me and punch me. Uh, we're gonna. I'll, I'll go up. You know what? We can go up together at the press conference. You tell him you're a better, you're a better no. athlete than him, and I'll tell him that James Pierre has dragged him to victory. <laughs> but you know, and it's funny because we have like the same haircut. We're both light skinned guys with dark beards, and trust me, I've gotten the "you look like Cam Hayward" joke a lot. Uh, but uh, anyways, but in all seriousness, it's about Cam Hayward. Right now in the NFL, if you look at all defensive linemen according to Pro Football Focus. Cam Hayward has the second most hurries of all defensive linemen. Second only to Aaron Donald, who has 20. Yeah. Cam Hay- Cam Hayward uh is uh Cam Hayward has uh, has has 17 also. Uh this is literally I know this isn't a live show right now. Uh and we're taking a quick break for this but but uh Anthony the Steelers are trying out Anthony Miller receiver, so it looks like that's going to further confirm their plans of what they want to do with the receiver position. Uh we'll see how that goes. We'll keep you uh, abreast of that. Um uh, but literally we're recording this. Adidi just said that he he he's getting a physical. He they may even sign him. To that, that, so deal, that, that that sounds like a done deal if Adidi Kinkabwala is tweeting that. Um uh, but like literally we're recording this on Monday. If this is happening, that means it will probably be talk, talking about that very soon uh, yep. later this week. But back to Cam Hayward. We'll talk more about Anthony Miller later in the week. Back to Cam Hayward. Um, 17 hurries is the second most of any defensive lineman in football. He also has a sack on the season. He has 19, uh, he has 19 tackles, which is tied for third among all defensive linemen. 
But something, and this is to uh, the people that asked this in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. If you're not in that, go go on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers, ask to join the group. Be sure to answer the questions. There's a few questions to keep out the bots, like, are you a Steelers fan? Who's your favorite Steeler? Uh, What's your favorite Steelers memory? Put real answers in there. It lets me know that you're a person and not a robot. But I had some fans. Takaj just throw to James Washington and against the Cincinnati Bengals. Stop it. Um, Can I uh, join? Can I join? You're in the group, Tony. Um, (laughs) But – Again, but it was I got we had some of our listeners asking in there like, hey, where does Cam Hayward stand as far as batted passes because he's done a few, and that's a great observation by you fans, and this is why we yeah. have the greatest listeners in all of podcastdom, because Cam Hayward has five count them five batted passes right now this season. That is the most of any defensive lineman in football. The next closest guy had the next closest two have three. It's Malik Jackson for the Browns and Lucky Futu. Leaky Lakai. Lakai Futu. I think I just butchered that man's name. Uh with he also has three passes. He plays for the Cardinals. Uh, I apologize to Mr. Fotu if that's even how you pronounce his name. But um in all seriousness, Cam Hayward is playing phenomenal out of his mind. And it's it's the things that we've seen for years. This guy comes to work he knows what he's doing. He's prepared for opponents. He and he's he's physical. He's mean. He, he digs deep. I mean, Tony, we've seen some amazing defensive linemen over the years for this for the for this franchise. Whether it's Casey Hampton, Aaron Smith. I mean, even Stephon Tuitt, I think it's had yeah. some, some really flashy years. But Cam Hayward may be the best defensive lineman that the Steelers have had since me and Joe Green. And that's that's no that's no small talk right there. And I don't think that's hyperbole either with the way that he's been playing. No, I, I, it is. It certainly is not. And I think, you know, you should talk. We should talk a little bit about the injuries that have happened around him, right? Because yes. you think yes. you know, with all the rotation that the Steelers have had to go through on that defensive line and then, you know, the edge rusher, you know, games without TJ Watt, without Alex Highsmith. And, you know, so it's, it becomes very easy for teams then, you know, hey, let's just take Cam Hayward out of the game. I don't, Cam Hayward hasn't had a bad game yet this season. I mean, look, you know, his stats are gaudy. I know a, a lot of those stats did come, you know, in, in fairness, like, he did load up. Everyone loaded up in that Bills game because the defense was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I think uh, PFF has has Hayward charted for like twelve pressures in that game against Buffalo. But regardless, I mean, the guy—it's not like okay, he loaded up on pressures in that game, but he's been very good in a, in every game since. Um, and I think you know, in, in a season where the Steelers need kind of that rock, right? Because they've gone right. through so much rotation. You know, who's going to be—is Watt healthy this week? Is Heisman healthy this week? Yeah, Melvin Ingram, and then the, everything on that defensive line with with two it being out, and then now Alu Alu's gone, and even you know, even the guys behind them have kind of had to rotate a little bit with uh, Carlos Davis being out. Uh, you know, having a guy like like Hayward in the middle who has been that that rock for this team. I mean that that it, it provides the level of stability, even though this defense maybe isn't as good as it has been in the last two seasons. His stability in there is why. Look, this is still a very good team as we've seen in weeks past in those kind of money situations, red zone situations, getting teams off the field in big situations. Um, you know, they've been able to do that. And and I think Cam Hayward is a big reason why. He absolutely is. I mean, he's rotating. I mean, Chris Wormley, Henry, Henry Mondu got a sack, you know, and that's straight to when you're looking at how teams are treating him, how teams are treating Cam Hayward. They can't, they have to focus on him. Yep. And, and he's still finding ways to contribute. That's the thing. Like they're double teaming him. They're focusing on him. You know, when you look at TJ Watt, TJ Watt's been getting triple teamed at times, but Cam Hayward's still getting that, that kind of attention. That to me is a very good sign that this this man is is just doing everything that he can for this for this organization. You know, and, and I think it's one of those things that you you think you you think you appreciate it right now, but like like when when his career is over. 
Steelers fans are going to be like, man, I can't believe we got to watch Cam Hayward play for this organization for that yeah. long. I mean, he's been he he's just been that good for uh you know for, you know for 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 quite so, such a time. And again, it's different ways. He's finesse when he needs to be finesse. He's he overpowers you when it's time to overpower you. He he leans when he knows that hey, this is a play where they're going to try to get off a quick pass. He jumps back and swats it away. He does that kind of stuff. And he's also been a leader, like beyond the on-field stuff. Like I mean, back in 2015, when uh, you know, when when they, the Steelers were going back and forth with the Bengals, and you saw how um, you, you saw you saw how like you know the Bengals were chirping a little bit. There was the one time when uh um, when I, I believe it was Mike Munchak who got knocked over uh by Drake Kirkpatrick or uh, Reggie Nelson, one of the, one of the Bengals defensive backs. And, you know, and, and then he he like pulled the guy's hair to get back up. And, you know, they were they tossed it a little bit and the guy got in, in Munchak's face. Well, here comes Cam Hayward jumping in front of him and says, back up, back up. And it just and immediately the, the beef was squashed because he, yeah. he he's the enforcer. He's the leader in the locker room. And he's he's been the face of uh, uh, he's uh, he's been one of the guys you could say is the face of the team for the last, you know, for the last several years. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. These these kind of intangibles with with Cam Hayward is something that yeah, when when he ends up retiring, it is going to really hurt this team. The other thing about him is what I, I loved him this this off season. They asked him, you know, after after all these injuries started happening, said, "Hey, Cam, are you going to have to play like 80, 90 percent of the snaps again?" And he's like, "I hope not." You know, he, he even he understands like he's yeah, yes, you want a player to play you you want the player to want to play every down, but Hayward's at a point in his career where he knows, look, I if if I have to play 80, 90 percent of snaps, I'm not going to be the same player in week 16, 17, 18 of this season as I am right now. And understanding, like, you know, I got to be put on a pitch count because I want to be just as good in, in the later parts of the season, right? That kind of self-awareness. Tomlin talks about this all the time, being able to talk to his players and, and learn from them and how to, you know, how to coach them and how to plan for them. I love that about him as well, right? That he can be that kind of self-aware and say, hey, you know, we're going to be a better defense if, if I don't have to go out there and play 80% of the snaps here in week four or five. Right. And, and again, he knows he knows what the game is. He knows what, what the deal is there. Um, so, you know, Cam Hayward, we're, we're just doing this segment to just say, hey, you know, Steelers fans appreciate him. But he is I think he's still underrated. Like, you know, even though people are starting to be like, oh, we, we respect Cam Hayward. No, like he it, it needs to be Aaron Donald and him as the one A and one B of uh, and, and I'll definitely Aaron Donald. Number one, I'm not I'm not trying to you know say that Aaron Donald isn't this just gigantic you know freak of nature that just destroys everything i you know, he he is the the best defensive lineman in football but cam hayward needs to be first in line for the for the runner up behind him and uh he's played great football um and it's crazy because these are both two dudes that are from pittsburgh that's yeah, the other part of this aaron yeah. like is from here went to penn hills went to play you know played at the university of pittsburgh you know you know cam hayward you know his father played at pitt you know he grew up in pittsburgh that you know that's i think that that's kind of also something for pittsburghers to celebrate like man i mean on top of joe green is like you know being the greatest defensive tackle of all time it's a lot of talent coming right from the city so absolutely um great stuff there on for cam hayward we look forward to seeing him continue that throughout the year but tony thanks so much for doing this show as always it's always a pleasure to have you on a tony tuesday let people know they can find you follow you and get more of your work Sure. If you want to, if you want to join the millions of people already on the James PR hype train, be sure to follow me over on Twitter at Steeler Country. Where you can find me, and let me know if you are if you are uh, joining up with the James PR hype train after the uh, future Hall of Fame performance <sighs> you just had against the Denver Broncos. One out of thirty-two. One out of thirty-two so far for James Pierre. The beginning, of, the, the beginning of many here, or the first of many, I should say. You can also find me on my YouTube show. AFC North Talk is a roundtable show all about. 
the AFC North. I will certainly be gloating about not only the Steelers win, but a couple bad losses by the Bron uh, Bengals and Broncos, including a kicker celebrating a missed kick. That's what the that's Bengals, embarrassing. That's what the Bengals have come to at this point. Hey, they almost won. If it was a game of horseshoes, the the Bengals and Browns would be doing very very well this year because they've almost won uh, quite a few times. And then you've got uh, Baltimore tonight. Uh, as we record this, I hope they I hope they lose. It'll make, make AFC North Talk a lot more fun. Uh, so be sure to check that on YouTube. AFC North Talk. You can find me. Uh, my channel on YouTube is Steeler Country with Tony Serena. Do check Tony out. He's he's great. He's hilarious. He's awesome. That's why we have him here every week that we can. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Check us check us out the Locked On Steelers podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. Rate us five stars with a positive comment on Apple. We get you a shout out at the end of the show. Like this video. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. It really helps us out if you want to help out the program. Thanks again for listening. We'll have Doug Whaley, former Steelers head of former Steelers personnel director, and of course, the Bill, the former Bills GM, he's got a lot of thoughts on what the Steelers have been doing. I'm going to ask him about this rumor about Mike Tomlin wanting a veteran quarterback started by Jay Glazer. It's going to be a big question. Stay tuned for Wednesday's episode. It's going to be awesome. Chris Carter, we'll see you then. Talk's a veteran.